Matt McCall joining the Sports Drive now. Assistant coach under Billy Donovan, national champion uh, winning assistant, also former D1 head basketball coach, college basketball analyst now. Matt, good to have you on as always. How's it going? Drew, appreciate you always having me on, man. Always excited to talk some hoops. Yes, and, and as we continue to get along in the season, uh, the, the anticipation for March continues to grow. Uh, uh, the 31st of January, we're almost getting to a month away from, 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 from March Madness time. Uh, and, and as we get you know closer and closer in the anticipation builds, we see uh, games that help give us a little bit better idea on who's for real, maybe, maybe who's not. Looking at what we saw over the weekend with the SEC and Big 12 Challenge, we saw some big wins. Uh, for both the SEC and for the Big 12, you get uh, Iowa State uh, getting knocked off. You get Alabama getting destroyed. We'll, we'll get a little bit more to Alabama in, in, in a minute specifically, but what did you take from the weekend of SEC hoops in that Big 12 challenge that they had? Well, I think there's a couple things, right? I mean, I, you know, Alabama had a bad game, uh, you know, and I think I wouldn't put too much stock into to them getting blown out on the road with a really, really young team. They had a bad game. I think they're still really, really talented. I think they have the best freshman in the country who's going to be the second pick in the NBA draft, you know, coming up in this summer. So um, I, I don't put too much stock into that. We'll see how they respond, um, you know, coming into this week. I think, too, you know, even last night with, with Iowa State and, and how they responded. And I, and I said this on a Field of 68 podcast last night about, you know, talking about Missouri. And, and to me, that's the team that, that's a little bit on the rise. And they have four winnable games coming up yeah. down the stretch for them as they're staring down. Um, and for the, them to do what they did against, you know, one of the best defensive teams based on the numbers in the country in Iowa State, to hang 78 points and shoot that percentage from behind a three-point line, uh, I, I thought they're the team that's on the rise. And, and again, to, they have a chance here to get themselves, I think, to 7-4 and four in the league with, with the next three games they have coming up. Uh, but I didn't think Iowa State responded. They got up big last night um, against Texas Tech, and then Texas Tech came roaring back um, and ended up upsetting them and, and maybe – Iowa State was still kind of feeling the the effects of the game against Missouri, but you know I'll be interested to see how Alabama responds this week. I think they have a big week. They have some big games on the schedule this week, so be interesting to see how they respond. But um, man, what what a great weekend for college basketball! And I, I've never been a big fan of the the games once you start conference play out of conference, right? The SEC yeah. Big Twelve Challenge, you know. I feel like that's something that needs to be done in November and December just, again, to create some buzz. And me and you, Drew, have talked about this before. Like, how do we create buzz in those months when football is still going on? But there were some high-level games, and um, it was fun to watch, no question about it. Yeah, I think you bring up an interesting point where, you know, trying to get eyeballs on college basketball a little bit earlier on in the season rather than as we get into conference play. That That's something that along with the – invitationals and all that other stuff you know we can maybe see a a a shift there and and more eyeballs on there that would certainly be interesting and speaking of Missouri real quick to go back to them I think out of all the hires I I don't I don't want to say that was the one that was questioned the most but we look okay Dennis Gates well what can he bring to the table you're looking at a Missouri team that didn't 
achieve what they wanted to with Quanzo Martin and, you know, over the course of time, haven't uh, gotten back to where they were, uh, however many years ago it was when they were a two seed and, 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 you know, before they moved to the SEC, they've answered the bell, I think, to, to your point of them looking better and better. We were like, okay, they had a relatively easy schedule, really good in the beginning. Let's see how they are in the SEC. And they've come out and really have played well, I think, sh- you know, showcasing that they are a legit basketball team and belong among that second tier, if you will, of teams maybe in the SEC behind Tennessee and uh, Alabama and maybe Auburn as well. Yeah, I think, like, everyone was comparing, you know, LSU and Missouri coming into league play um, because, you know, neither LSU or Missouri had really difficult schedules, and both of them had first-year head coaches that were jumping up a level and, Man, I, I, I totally agree with you in terms of Missouri answering the bell and the job that Dennis Gates is doing is it's really remarkable. Um, you know, I think you look at first year head coaches that either are in their first year as a head coach or they made a jump uh, from one league to the next. Coach Gates goes from Cleveland State, he makes a jump to Missouri. You know, um, Jerome Tang is in his first year as a head coach at Kansas State. And I, I think you've got to put Jerome Tang in the category of National Coach of the Year. Yeah. For, you know, they were picked last in their league, and they're now a top five ranked team. We'll see what happens. I know they got Kansas, and that's going to be a high, high-level game. But, man, the job that Dennis Gates is doing, and, you know, again, it was it was hey, like LSU and Missouri, neither team played anybody. Maybe they're building some confidence in their schedule, and you know who's going to separate from who. And man, Dennis Gates is winning the games that they're supposed to win, and that's really really impressive for a first year head coach. And uh, outside of Jerome Tang, he's he's doing a better job at a Power Five than than anybody right now. Matt McCall, college basketball analyst, uh, national champion, assistant with Billy Donovan in his time at his alma mater at Florida, joining the sports drive now. Uh, Kansas State getting that 14-point victory over the Gators. Uh, Keontae Johnson playing against the former team that, that, that he had been with for quite some time. Uh, looking at the at the Gators, and you and I talked a little bit about it, the stretch that they have coming up and or that they're in now with Kansas State, Tennessee, uh, tomorrow, Kentucky, Alabama before getting a little bit easier – if they do win out, or if they do, if they lose the rest of this little stretch, they're 500 at 12 and 12. I don't know. I mean, and they, they play Kentucky again. They play Arkansas again. I don't know if they if they can't get a win in this little stretch, Matt. I, I don't. I'm not so sure that they make the tournament this year. And j- j- just from watching it, they're playing better defense based on Ken Palm, but they, the offensively, they're really having. Issues, it seems like, getting another go-to guy that, that can get them a bucket. Yeah, I, Drew, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think defensively right now they're, they've been outstanding. I mean, but think about the stretch that they're on, right? At Kansas State versus Tennessee at home with the number two team in the country, and they're going to go at Kentucky at Alabama. Like, you roped off those teams, but I don't think you said, you know, Number two, Tennessee at Rupp Arena, one of the more difficult places to play in the country. Yeah. And at Alabama, who's a top five team. Oh, and by the way, they just played at Kansas State. Like those five games in that stretch, those four games in that stretch, I mean, that is, that's unbelievable. I think Coach Golden will find out a lot about his team coming out of this. 
I, I think for them to be, you know, on the bubble, I think they got to get one of these. I think if they go, you know, zero and four, I think they're out the outside looking in. And then, hey, you know, you've got Vanderbilt at home, you got Ole Miss at home, you still got to go to Arkansas, which is a difficult place to play. You've got Kentucky at home. You've got to go to Vanderbilt at Georgia and then LSU on the last game of the season. So there's some winnable games coming down the stretch. But to really boost your resume, you got to get one of these. You've got to find a way to get one of these so you're not on the outside looking in come late February and early March. Um, like you talked about, Drew, they've been terrific defensively. They've yet to find that that rhythm on the offensive end of the floor. Who's the next guy? Colin mm. Castleton, we know how good he is, but who's the next guy? And, um, you know, if they can continue to defend, they can find a way to win one of these games. I mean, I think, you know, the, the Tennessee game at home, hopefully Gator fans are in there. And it's sold out. It's a great environment. Like, you, you know, when you have a home court environment and there's people that are in there, that's an extra four-point advantage. I, I don't mm. care how good the team is that's coming in there. That's an extra four points. So, you know, I, I've seen some games this year, you know, looking at the exact text arena, and it's like, man, get like Gator fans, get in there, you know, tomorrow night and, and, and give that team and get behind that team and give them that advantage because if they can win that game, then now their resume is boosted and they can get to the tournament. Matt McCall joining the Sports Drive now talking some college hoops. Um we got a text in from from somebody who is a, also a, a Gator alum, um, and they're asking if, if they do get better perimeter shooting and still play at that defensive level that they are right now, uh, is this something that Coach Golden can ride over the next couple of years as he continues to build this program and continue to to build it up to get back to that success that uh, you had when you were an, an assistant there and competing for SEC titles and, and trying to make runs in the NCAA tournament? Well, I think college basketball is in such a weird place with the transfer portal and NIL. I mean, it's the University of Florida. Um, there's there's no better place. It's a it's a great place to recruit to. Um, I, I just think that you know they've got to they've got to bring in the right guys. I think he's a really really good coach. He's very smart. That that high level defensive intensity that they're playing with right now. I think if they can get the right guys this off season and just again add, you know, if they were scoring, you know, seven more points per game, man, it, they would be at the top of the level in, in the SEC. So um, I think this off season is big. Who are they bringing in? Who's coming in in terms of, you know, the transfer portal, who's going to buy into the culture and, and what coach Golden's trying to create. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think they could be up there at the top of the league and, you know, every season is a challenge for college coaches with, with the way that the, the landscape is now. So got to attack it the right way, got to bring the right guys in that, that fit the culture. But um, if they can do that and still maintain this defensive intensity, yeah, I, I think they could be at the top of the league. Looking at some of the officiating stuff, and I, I know there, there's been some stuff uh, I'm sure that you're aware of with the NBA where officiating's been a little bit of a question mark, of course, with LeBron the, the other night and, and Jason Tatum in the NBA. Dude, like, I got I to I cut you off because every time I do a game on TV, right, especially in the A-10, I run into all these officials <laughs> uh, 
um, that I used to yell at and stomp my feet at, they're all like, man, we like this, this version of Coach McCall a lot better. So <laughs> don't put me on the hot take here where you can get me in trouble with some of these guys. No, no, hey, 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 I, I'm not going to, I promise. But <laughs> it, it, it's interesting, though, because you, you look at, and Jay Billis oftentimes is very vocal and, and is very opinionated on some of the calls that, that are made. But looking at the way that college basketball is officiate, officiated, I think that in the past it has garnered a lot, a lot of criticism and some inconsistencies. But when you look at other leagues, whether it be the NFL or even pro basketball, compared to how college uh, basketball runs things, it, it's from your uh, analysis side of things, sitting in that in that chair, how would you evaluate the way that we've seen the officiating over the course of, of this year in comparison to the criticism that we've seen the NBA get, I, I guess in particular, uh, to stick with basketball? Well, I think the game of basketball is so fast that yeah. these guys are never going to get it 100% right. They're never going to get it 100% right. And even the play the other night with LeBron and uh, Jason Tatum, and was it a foul? Was it not a foul? I mean, in that situation, LeBron's not going to miss that, so it was probably a foul. Like, they're never going to get it 100% right, and those plays are not reviewable. It seems like everything in the NFL is reviewable. So – um, I, I don't fault those guys. I, I think it just is the way it is. I think it's just another thing for, you know, us as media to talk about, for fans to talk about that, hey, this ref, this guy. That, like, I, I just think, you know, just now that I'm kind of on the outside looking in and, and viewing things from a different perspective, I just think it's so hard for those guys to get every single call right. Like, mm. even look at, like, the block, block charge call. I think it's the most inconsistent call in college basketball. Yeah. I don't think they get it right 50% of the time, right? I, I just think it's it's such a bang-bang play. So, um, I think those guys are in a tough spot. I think they're doing the best job they can. They're, they're, they're not trying to miss calls. Um, I think they miss them at times. I think certain referees get wrapped up in the emotion of the game, um, especially in a high-level environment, and that's just human nature. Right, and I, I think that um, with how fast the game of college basketball is, it's it's impossible to get every call right. And you know, I, like even like in baseball, like when you're an umpire sitting behind the plate, yeah, like that that's a call that that seems to me as a, even as the ball is coming at you 95 miles an hour, that hey, at least I know this is the zone that it has to get in, and the ball is flying up and down the floor in, in basketball, and I, I just think it's. It's a, it's a difficult spot for those guys, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm unbiased now, uh, but I think they're doing the best they can. Matt McCall joining the Sports Drive now. Purdue are really, really, really good. I mean, Zach Eady is is a man. He looks like a man amongst boys, a, a freaking giant in, in the paint. But this is the thing is that Purdue's, they, they, they look so good, and you're like, yeah, this is the best team in basketball, and then you got to remind yourself they have a history of just struggling and not getting the job done in the NCAA tournament that, you know, we don't want to jump the gun. And that even came up in Saturday's broadcast and their win over Michigan State is the team is so good. And Clark Kellogg and Seth Davis afterwards were talking about it too. It's just there's there's inconsistencies when it comes to the tournament for some reason with this team. And I, I don't know if you think that this group is any different or uh, the fact that Zach Eady is as dominant as he is, that, that it makes them even more formidable than they've been in the past. But... What 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 do you think is the thing? And it might just be the fact that the NCAA tournament is as crazy as it is that 
that that that's the best way to explain Purdue losing. Um, but you look at I, that team and and its talent. Do you do you think that they can get over the hump or or, or what regarding it? Well, I think if I'm Matt Painter, I'm trying to block out that whole that whole narrative. Sure. Of, yeah. Hey, you know, Purdue's never gotten over the hump. We can't do this. We uh, we lose in the first round, second round, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, whatever it may be. Can't get to a Final Four. Can't win win a national championship. Um, there's nobody else in the country like Zach Eady. Nobody else. Um, how do you guard him? What's the best way to attack him? Teams try to put him in a million pick and rolls and wear him down when he's on defense. Uh, teams have played zone. Teams have pressed. I thought the, the game plan that Kevin Willard had at Maryland um, when they were tempo pressing back to zone, I thought that was probably the best way to attack them. But, again, if you play zone – then you're going to bring in the whole offensive rebounding, who's blocking out Edie. Um, I think every year in terms of the NCAA tournament, it's going to come down to matchups, what's the best matchup. And if, if Purdue runs into a team that ropes off 15, 16 threes in a game because they're really hot, and that's their night in that game, Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to win. It's going to be hard for them to win. Do I think they can win a national championship? Absolutely. Uh, a thousand percent I think they can win a national championship. So, um the tournament, man, the best team doesn't always win. I've been a part of those. Um, I've been a part of, of the best team and, and have won. I've been a part of the best team and haven't won. I've uh, been a part of a, a team that, that won it and, and weren't the best team and knocked off the best team. So um, I, I just think it's, you know, that's what makes the tournament so special, so good. You know, I, I think a lot of times – and. And now with the college football playoff, it's a little bit different because, you know, you, you can't have your best night and, and you know, you'll lose uh, now with that. And it's not a one-game shot. But, man, you, every round is so important. you got to play your best. you got to put your best foot forward. So I think Purdue can win it. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't bet against them right now. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens when that bracket comes out Selection Sunday in March. Matt McCall, joining the Sports Drive. Now, final thing for you. LeBron is 117 points away from passing Kareem. Uh, I know you're a Jordan guy, and and I I tend to slide Jordan as well, and my parents definitely do. But the more we see LeBron doing what he's doing at his age, and I understand that the money he spends on his body and all that, is there any inkling that you're like, man, maybe he actually is – the best player we've ever seen, or or is it still just one of those things where, era by era, look if LeBron are playing in MJ's era, he's getting clobbered by Bill Ambeer and getting haymakers, and I don't know if his body's lasting as long as it has in this era of the NBA. True, I mean I I I, I had the fortunate opportunity to play Jordan's golf course this past weekend down here in Jupiter, Florida. Okay, um, which was unbelievable. So I'm a little biased after after being out there on on that track, uh, but no, I'm I I have so much respect for what LeBron has done um, with the expectations that were placed on him at such a young age to achieve the things that he's done, uh, the career that he's had. It doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. He's pretty hell bent on playing. Uh, when his son gets to the NBA, we'll see if that happens. I think Bronny's a talented player. Can he make it to the NBA? I think a lot of things have to go right. Uh, but I, I, I just think the competitiveness, 
the will to win. Um, I, I can't, I can't go against MJ. I can't. Um, LeBron's going to go down as the, the, you know, the, the league's all-time, you know, scoring champ. He's, you know, he's going to surpass that, and it's not even going to be close. He's probably going to have the longest career of anybody. But um, when you look back at, at Michael Jordan's career and what he did in those six championships and just walked away, you know, pretty gracefully on his own terms and, hey, listen, we're not bringing Scotty back. We're not putting this whole thing back together. I'm I'm not going to stay. It's, I'm about winning, and and winning's the most important thing. And mm. that's why I can't I can't go against him. Um, but LeBron and meeting those expectations, it's it's really really impressive. And he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore, but I can't put him ahead of MJ. Uh, Matt McCall joining the Sports Drive now. Uh, Matt, a pleasure as always. Got to run. We're up against a break here. Uh, you have a good one. We'll talk again here soon. Uh, Keep on enjoying all the basketball. I mean, it's that time of year, Matt, where, you know, basketball lovers like you and I really enjoy this time of year. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Games every single night. Turn on ESPN, turn on CBS, NBC Sports. They're on every night. It's fun to watch. So, Drew, always appreciate you having me on.